Yeah, what's doing? I think I want to try to do a podcast. A what? What's that? Well, I, well, I talk about what I do during the day and maybe conversations. Oh, because I never heard that term. So what do you put it on the Internet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too bad I don't have it. I never heard that term before. Have what interview- is the name again? A podcast. Podcast. P-O-T? P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right. I never heard that term. This is the Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller with Amber Tozer next to me. Hi. And we have a great special guest. Oh, I don't know how to fade. But um, we're trying to do a new thing, Felipe. If it's not a good fade. Where um, Amber and I... Last week, it was just Amber. You know, people wanted to hear who she was, and I didn't really know her so well. And Because, and, see, I never talk. I'm super. I'm like the super quiet sidekick. But she's so funny, and people were saying how funny she is, so I wanted to test it. No, I'm just kidding. No, she is funny. You know what she's the best at when you send her a funny, well, a text or something, and she comments like, yeah, they are crazy. Well, no, it's funnier than that. She's really, and she does it right away. <coughs> so how do we utilize that? But... But no, no, she's she's there's a fun chemistry. Why are so, you talking about me like I'm not here? <laughs> Even though you're saying really nice things. <laughs> well, well, I'm saying it to Felipe. Yeah, this she's is, behind a curtain right now. <laughs> this is funny. This, this is your is, life. This is called my opening segment with Amber, where I talk to someone else about Amber. <laughs> so <laughs> my opening segment. She don't talk. To, she don't talk that much. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk right about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about her now. <laughs> so. So basically, we, we, we had a whole session with Amber, and I brought in a, a guy, I feel like so hacky and old school, because he was good because you could abuse him, and I'm not usually a bully, but he was so crazy. But I realize you kind of need that, because you could tell him to shut up, which people should tell me. So Amber Tozer, we, we talked last week, mm-hmm. and you'd be proud of me, because I only beat myself up a little bit about some things you said about me. What, how you interrupt people? Yes, because I, I believe that adage, you hate in someone what you see in yourself. You spot it, you got it. Oh, God. And there's a few friends, they talk over me on the phone, and I'm going like this with the phone. You know, they interrupt, and oh, man, I'm so I ha- I'm so hating myself, but not too much. But it's weird because you know you're doing it. You <laughs> apologize. You're like, no, 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 sorry to interrupt, and then you keep interrupting. Okay. But... I'm self-aware of how... it's funny because then you end up like going on this hilarious like rabbit hole in your mind. But I and don't... it's funny. I don't like when people talk over me. I flinch. So so I'm going to ask you a favor. <laughs> Since she's like the mom <laughs> here, I have this bell. And every time I interrupt, <laughs> ring the bell. Bing. So that's what your job is. When I'm being annoying, ring the bell. See, I just bought this prop. Six how much? Dollars. Uh, Bing. I'm just, Five ninety nine. I put... <laughs> This is well, I can't use the R word anymore. Did they? Oh, I see. That's a thing. That's why it's bad because I really want to ask him questions in the Latino community. Did they have like retarded? What's the the thing they call people there? Um, I don't know. Retrasado. The latrasados. What is that? Is that? That's retarded. But it also means is it um, like special needs? Special needs. But so it's they, a nice kind of way of saying. No, that. retrasado means retarded. Retrasado <laughs> means stupid is and loco, crazy. What is the politically correct way to say special needs? 
I don't know, man. My mom always said the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonto. Tonto. I, I, like so she Tonto. said them to you? Yeah. Oh, well, would this is menso. <laughs> don't let be me, stupid. So, what are you, retarded? So, Amber, um, so we want to try to do a thing catching up on the week. And, yeah. And um, so, basically, I had my first dream with you. In it. Oh boy! Oh yeah, you told me you were gonna tell me. This is funny. Now it's time for that bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had lunch. I had lunch with her, and it's kind of funny because I said, "Let's save these for the podcast." And if they suck, then it's more like, "What the hell? What?" All right, no, no, no. So no, this is a legit dream. <clears throat> so basic. This is how R I am. I see this. I thought it said fifty nine dollars. Go, oh man, I would have got it, but it's fifty nine dollars and it's five ninety nine. So uh, at World Market, you thought it was sixty dollars. Yeah, you never know. This could have been a gold, you know, antique thing. That's great. I don't know. All right, tell your dream. We have a great guest that we have to ask you questions. <clears throat> okay, to. so so to backtrack it, um, Amber was away for six weeks. And um, this is important in the dream. And while she was gone for the bulk of the dream, I, I had a bad, um, what's it called, uh, virus. Very weak in the heat wave. <clears throat> so she came to visit me. But I was living with my parents still, even though my father's dead. But it wasn't the house in Brooklyn. It looked different. It was a little messier. So I kind of was slumped against the wall in the heat wave, still not feeling good with my shirt off. And she sees me and I go, it's okay. You, my, my shirt off, you already knew I was skinny, right? And he went, yeah, yeah. So I was apologizing for being skinny, like taking the liberty that you show up, you know, and I have my shirt off, but I felt it was okay. What do you think the stream? Oh, maybe it just means that... I was going to interrupt, but... And I stopped myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you hit it. I was, was tempted because I, I have my idea what the dream well, is. Well, I'm a slow talker. I pause a lot, so it's, I'm easy to interrupt because I sort of I see. say nine sentences before... In my mind, before I say the one that I want to say, that's why know. she's good on Twitter. Maybe it, maybe it means that you know that I don't judge you. Yeah, I think I'm. I, I, I think I was a little vulnerable with you, and I think I was afraid at first because she, you know, I thought she was her Twitter character that goes, "Hey, give me hot guys, ooh, Lance Armstrong." Shut up! No, no I. No, do- I know you don't. That okay. is not. I've never. <laughs> Lance, <laughs> so you're, you're into Lance Armstrong? No, no. There no, was this well, the woman. The worst. Uh, Whenever he like tells a joke of mine, it's the the worst. It makes me less funny. <laughs> I should uh, no. She's great on Twitter. She's got fifty thousand followers. She's had as a book deal because of her Twittering. So she, no, we she's talked great. About this last week. Let's, okay, let's, but Felipe didn't yeah. listen. Um, that's why he was late. He was listening. No, um, so <laughs> he was doing his research. So I think yes, you are really cool, and I think I'm not scared to be vulnerable. And I think it's also I complimented her once, and she she said, look, you know. Of, hey, didn't get the idea, Fred. So I think I was trying to say also in the dream, I have my shirt off, but I'm not being creepy. Maybe I was afraid I was being creepy. But Judge, you're, you're, you're at your parents' house. Yeah. So it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. Yeah, but, why are you walking around naked at your parents' I house? I think, meaning, if, if she was around when I had the virus, she would have been understanding. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So basically. Uh, and then uh, we we met at Farmers Market, and uh, I had something else. I uh, any um, the heat wave. This is how 
schmucky I am. Do you uh, live here? Do you live in L.A.? Yeah, I'm from L.A. Oh, wait, one last story, and then I'll, I'll, I'll inter- introduce it. It's, it's funny how, I, all right, this is what I should learn about podcasting. Do you notice, know you think you have a good story prepared, and it's never good, and the best stuff is when you're having a conversation. Do yeah, you just tell it. All right, okay. So what happened? So <laughs> I, I don't trust my feelings. I was at... The heat wave at Farmer's Market. It was hot, too, like 100, right? Oh, man. Oh. In the, I hated it. How did your cat feel? Well, I have to give her fluids for her kidneys, oh my God. so it's already not good. <clears throat> so basically, um, in the morning, I still need a hot coffee to do my stuff. I don't. Mm. Well, yeah, I do mean that way. Okay, I could be weird. <clears throat> I'm so scared. She's, okay, rolls her eyes and judges. So basically, and she's so cool, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning who the real Amber is. I so, do judge you, but I don't judge you. I don't judge you. So meanly, as I think. Well, maybe you do. You know I don't. Okay, no, no, no. All right. I'm, I'm, uh, so basically, <laughs> this is how schmucky I am. Schmucky is a better word. I wanted to get hot coffee, but I feel you can't. So I just walked up to the coffee corner, and I was hoping to see pe- other people drinking hot coffee so I could do it. Like, if it was just iced coffee online, I wouldn't have done it. So I was looking. Oh, he got it. Is that pathetic? I know you, you probably were thinking, man, people are going to be staring at me. What are they, a weirdo drinking hot-ass coffee <laughs> in a hot-ass day? So, are you serious? But here's the thing. No coffee was a bad idea. You. I know. I no know. No one's thinking about I, you so, and your cup of coffee. I'm so nervous, which makes no sense that the woman going, hot? Really, Fred? When I wanted it. And That's- if you probably would have for a frappuccino, the machine would have probably been done. Uh, Have ever to you, you go for a frappuccino and they go, sorry, no more ice cream, we're out of ice. I guess I'm not having good banter about the week. Anything with you, Amber? Someone um, got shot at the comedy store. She what? Someone oh, got shot at the comedy store. Oh, well, all right. Let's let's just introduce. Oh, yeah, let's Did we have any? Uh, my, my week was awesome. Is there anything with this chemistry amazing. or am I Keep going. You gotta do, keep do we flowing. Have chemistry? You have chemistry. You gotta keep talking. <laughs> you gotta keep talking about your story. You know, no, no, I got no. it. His I, you know, done. He'll do it. <laughs> coffee story's done. That's it. That's no the chemistry cares, right there. No one cares if you get fucking hot coffee or cold coffee. No, I give up too easily. About you in the line. I bail too easily. Get your coffee and move on. You gotta commit to the coffee. <laughs> what I learned is I can't. I can't pre-write what the banter's gonna be. Well, that, this is your. This is the thing with you. You have like this plan in your head. No, I know more of this conversation. Which you have no control over the conversation. And you know I wanted I mean? her. I want her to go. You asshole! I'm not going to ring a bell. That's more annoying than interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that planned. I oh, want to ring it oh, when the, I want your story to be over. All right, all right. When the segment's <laughs> over, that's when. When I want you to it. change the subject. Okay. Why do you feel talk over people though? I don't. I think it's a little. A few things. It's a little. He does. You'll see. You want to get to the end, huh? I think minor anxiety. <laughs> I think it's that. I'm very shy in life when people, uh, I'm either on a date, and I know this isn't a date, but it seems like one, either I'm totally withdrawn with my head down and I want to leave, or I'm like, let me tell you about this, oh, I want to get this in, oh, you brought the thing up, and I got to relax, go, Fred, they have something to say, or I, you know what I mean? I guess I'm, it's that trying to score and it's You bad. just want to be heard. Yes. Is that so wrong? No, but I hate. It, it I, is when you're trying to talk. I know a guy. He's a comic, and I feel like when I talk to him, he just keep talking and talking and talking, and I can't find a leeway. There's no. Oh. Do you feel that? This you want to wait for a punchline yes. so you can laugh? Go ha ha. Or, or, or the point of the story. Yes. Like the guy keeps talking and talking, and then you feel like, 
Where do I put my two cents in in this conversation? Does he never ask you any questions? Never. Oh. I had an anxiety attack. I was. I a, almost had one. I don't I, even know what I that had is. an anxiety attack. I was. You know when I I wanted to leave the a energy. party. The energy. I went to leave a party, and it was a birthday party, and the woman was opening her gifts. So you had to sit there for every unwrapping. There's no way you could do the polite, I got to leave in the middle of opening gifts. You know. Can you go to the bathroom? You should give her your present first. You go, open mine, bye. <laughs> I, I, uh, all right, this is not going to work because I want to try a, a, a one minute segment, okay, Felipe? Where it's called Pearls of Wisdom because my mother's name is Pearl, and I thought. If people like that opening, and some said they want to hear more of her, I have some audio of different... This is a conversation I'm about to go to Fred Willard's party, okay? Okay. And then I introduce Felipe. Oh, no, no. <laughs> He's already, already, already <laughs> All right, let me find Yeah, you have find. to ask him questions. No, no, no. All right, no more, all right, no more segments. Can I try this? Uh, try the segment. Your all mom, right, right? All right, I got to find it. But then it. we have another segment, too. He, it's whenever he calls in. I'll text him. Who, Speedweed? Uh, you know, he was supposed to be here, but he's out of town. Uh, he, he gets the weed. He just showed up with a weed and just okay, all took right. off. See, nothing planned is working. I'm this is my mother. Good editing. You really need two rings for it. Wait a minute. I hope this is the right one. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Okay. My eyes are burning. It's hard to read. I guess I'll wait for the... I hope it'll be better after the cataract. Now, Cindy was saying I should go down... Wait a minute. I'm an... I'm, uh, okay, wait a minute. Maybe this is it. What happened? I didn't have Cindy to write Cindy said you're going down or somebody? <laughs> Hello. Hi, how you doing? Okay. My eyes are burning. It's hard to read. I guess I'll wait for the... I hope it'll be better after the cataract. And I'm going to a different place where they were, they're more caring. And you're not just a number, you're more of an individual. What's doing? I'm going to go to Fred Willard's Christmas party. What's his name? Has he been in any TV program that I'm aware of? He's, um... Just, just been in a lot of a million things, but like. Oh, really, he's so successful. How'd you get just so friendly with him? It's mind bottling. I, I, I. Well, I better get ready for the party. Is he Jewish? Your friend? Fred Willard. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh huh. Okay. Whatever. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. And I'm what I'm really excited. All right, all right. I'll shut this. I'll shut this. All right, have a All right, all right. Please help me, Mama. All right, all right, all right. Fully. All right. Enough of that. The Christmas party this year or next year? I was a year or two ago. Now, Felipe Esparza. All right, we'll work on that, Amber. What do you think, Mike? The whole idea is, if you're going to do that, we need to be able to like talk about it after. You can't be like, "Here's a crazy phone call." And then be like, all right. Yeah, there should be so, more banter on a phone call. You yeah. I mean, stop it once in a while. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, and like sort of break it down. But I do think we should focus on our guest right now. Okay. Because. <laughs> we can revisit the phone call with the guest. Yeah. But first, I think we should make it about the guest. Felipe Esparza. Went, What's up, fool? He's got his <laughs> What's Up, Fool podcast here. He's got a web series. The, the, the shop, the winner of Last Comic Standing, season seven, big on the road. I've opened for him. He's the reason I'm doing this podcast because I went to your wedding. Yes. 
And uh, and uh, I got to tell you something about this is a great guy, mm. Amber Tozer. When did you get married? Um, December 12, no, December 13, 2014. 12, 13, 14. Oh. Yeah. And I got to tell you, this, what a mensch this guy is, is that <clears throat> I, I didn't deal with the magnet right away. Did you send the magnet, save the date or something? Yes. I, I, I didn't deal with it. You know, weddings, it's so. So then all of a sudden I go, oh, I never RSVP'd. And I see on uh, your, your Facebooking uh, some buddies where Chris was in town for the wedding. And I said, oh, Felipe, I'm so sorry that I RSVP. You go, come on down, man. It don't matter. Uh. And, and then I was driving right there. And with Felipe, I said, you know, you, I didn't have the anxiety. I had to come with a gift because you're such a, a lot of guys will say, come on, man. Don't worry about running and getting a gift. And they don't really mean it. With you, am I correct? You're such a great guy. It didn't matter I didn't bring a gift. No, it didn't matter. We didn't want no gifts. He's such a great guy. So I met Al Magical, runs the studio, and he knew me from Mark Marin. And that led to this, meeting him at your wedding. And it was funny because he's a vegan, um, Amber. And so there were, I didn't know. So I said, uh, could I have that? And they go, you a vegan? <laughs> I go, no. I go, you can't. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was a vegan security guard there making sure that <laughs> vegans ate vegan food and regular people ate the regular food. How long have you been a vegan? Since 2010. No, 2011, I think. The, yeah. Did you see Fred and Vinny? Yes, I love Fred and Vinny. Because uh, I, I don't mean if I said I knew you. I didn't know you before I saw it. Because uh, Vinny D'Angelo said, I'm the fattest vegetarian. But that's different than vegan, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because he eats cheese. And oh, dairy. he eats cheese and, and candy. Did you do it for health reasons? or did you? Yes, I was for health reasons. I yeah. was um, fat, of course. And um, I was trying the Atkins diet at first. Yeah. And it didn't work. I'm, um, I got, I got um, constipated for like six days oh on the Atkins God. diet because I never cheese. drank water. Oh, Wait, yeah, there's yeah, a diet yeah. that says don't drink water? No, no but I never drank water because I drank soda all the time. <gasps> oh, my That's God. Crazy. I never drank water. Like, if I got thirsty, I drank a soda or Diet Coke. Have you ever seen Fat Sec and Nearly Dead? That no. documentary? Watch it. I saw um, f- um, Forks Over Knives. That one made me turn vegan. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I... I, I wish I could because I love animals, but I I, I love I, cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, cheese is almost it releases sort of dopamine in your brain, and so you can be addicted to it. So sometimes when you eat cheese and you feel really good, it's almost like a drug. There's this new study coming out that it releases like a, the the good feeling chemical in your brain. Amber, when I start now, let me tell you about him. Two things: I started opening for him. He. Um, and I don't. All right, this is going to sound racist. Whenever you say that, it's very racist. <laughs> whenever, you start, whenever you start a sentence like that, but he's Mexican, but he doesn't do the thing. We're the homies. You talk about him being Mexican, <laughs> but you are obviously Can Mexican. Do that? We're the but, homies? but you don't really overdo it. Where we, you know, you're so severely catering. His influences were guys like Stephen Wright, uh, quirky non sequitur one liners, right? Yes. Stephen Wright, um, George Lopez. No, Stephen Wright, Ronnie Dangerfield. Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller. <laughs> Mitch Hepburn. What? I, I, later on. Oh, yeah. So, Sunliners. So you started, you were very low-key. Yes. And then I you start- learn, like I do, who interrupts a lot, that you can't do well if you're low-key. <laughs> Let him talk. Yes, I was deadpan. And he learned you don't headline and make money when you're deadpan. I did. I did. So now what are you What are you like now? Yo, man, I'm Latino. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what's up, boo? 
Where's my prisoner, do homies? No. Do an impression of your old That's dad. funny. Those guys are, are still working the same rooms when I started. Those type of Latino comedians. You know, I didn't know this circuit. When I when I kind of went back to stand-up momentarily, I... I you went to Liam's. I, 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 I put on Facebook, I'm doing it. So these people reach out. They go, you want to do my room? They go, it's only 20 minutes away. And I'm going past Claremont. And it was this room. And I didn't know there's all these Latino and black guys that it's not even... I don't know what they do. They're screaming. And, yo, man, who's been in prison? <laughs> right? Yeah. You call that, that niche... Uh, what's it called? MSNBC lockup stand-up? MSNBC lockup. Yeah. MSNBC lockup stand-up, yeah. But he's... George Perez. You know, you're like... Louis Anderson had a joke I loved where... He didn't know if he should start with being fat. He goes, if I open with a joke about being fat, they go, oh, he's another guy talking about being fat. But if he doesn't, he's afraid to go, you think he knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you got to get, but you, you are Mexican. But again, it's, you have to be, you have to talk about it, but you don't do it in a way like, that's who I am. I know, I don't it's not all, do you talk about it a lot or do you just sort of? I just talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's but it's not like you know what I mean. You're I, yourself. I, I, even in Pittsburgh, it works. I just I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. Just with real, you know. Yeah, he's real. Yeah. He's so good that I laugh at your stuff, even if I don't relate to it. About having a stepson. Oh, I have a joke where I say that I used to be a horrible person. I used to sell marijuana to my son's mom's new husband. Then I would take his money and give it to her as child support. But something about... That's something that's a little bit sweet, though. That was my 420 pyramid scheme. But what about the stepson? <laughs> how they're easier or at the mall? No, no. You're cheating on your son. What's the joke? Because I was, I was stepson. You know, my son, he's white. He has blonde hair, blue eyes, everything I wanted in a son. <laughs> so every time me and my stepson, we walk together holding hands. You know, he has blonde <laughs> hair, blue eyes. Sometimes I see my real son coming. And I feel like I'm cheating on him. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to let go of my, my son's, my stepson's hand. Let go of my hand, fakie. <laughs> Give him your jacket. <laughs> and then my son gets upset because he sees my stepson. And I'm going to take out my court paper. And I say, listen, your days are Saturday from 9 to 9. <laughs> right now you're trespassing. His wife. So, my sorry. wife. Go ahead. Your wife told me something that... When you, his wife's great. I was wishing you would come. She uh, manages you, does the merch and everything. When I open for Felipe, you you kind of have to like stand with the merch table. Come on, man, where were you, Fred? And, <laughs> so either you go, they're asking for you. So whenever you say they're asking for me, they're all ignoring me. And uh, but you know, but yeah, maybe there was a guy I opened for you. I forgot where. No, in uh, Tampa, Arizona. And there's one guy. Where's Seinfeld, man? Seinfeld. <laughs> You know, the guy was kidnapped you, huh? He he was he was scary as shit, <laughs> and and he I was, he grabbed Freddie. Goes, come on, take a photo of Seinfeld. He, Seinfeld. He went in the green room looking for me. Where's fucking Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> so then. I'm new at just when I started doing stand up again with you is when I uh, discovered uh, weed and and so we, we so some guy you set it up did something called vapes or dapes what dabs 
And it's like crack. It's what a crack pipe, and it's I didn't understand <laughs> it, and it's weird. And it was it was like doing it's like taking twenty edibles, and I'm blitzed out of my mind. And the guy goes, "Where's Seinfeld, man?" So then I had paranoia when I got into my hotel because I put him on uh, Instagram or something. Goes, "Seinfeld, man, we fucking kill in Arizona. <laughs> we have guns in Arizona, Seinfeld. Fuck you." And he was trying to be funny, so I took it off Instagram because I was scared or Facebook that he go, "You fuck." And put me on, you know. So that was the paranoia. I thought he was gonna get mad too, but he wasn't that mad. Oh, remember that woman we took a photo with, the one with the boobs? Yes. When I she died of cancer already. <gasps> yeah. What happened was <laughs> the first. But she time, had a good time though. The first time I opened for him, some woman is online. She goes. Could you touch my boobs, man? Touch my boobs to me and him. And his wife's there. And I, we go, Why? come on, I have cancer. I have cancer. So I went, all right. And I thought, oh, she's going to lose them soon. So, you know, have We're fun with them. them. And, and it wasn't fun. It was, it was, she was, you know, you, there was other women I wish would say that. I don't mean, no, no, I shouldn't but say that. But that one passed away. <laughs> so, so then she, I go, that's so sad. You, you have breast cancer. No, colon cancer. So, stage four. So, so, <laughs> me, so, so she meaning. She just wanted to get she, she as much as possible? No, no, yeah. no, meaning she didn't want. To, okay, my, not a joke. I thought she was losing them. Like, hey, play with my breasts. I'm going to lose them. But if it was colon cancer, you know, okay, I'm being lame. You don't put the <laughs> finger up the ass. Cough, man. She's going to lose part of it. A little cough. See, I try, to, I try to be more ballsy with Amber because she's. Low funny? I thought it's not bad. Be, did you really think I would think that was funny? Well, it was the. T- no, you're right. <laughs> I um, Martin well. Rizzo. <laughs> Martin Rizzo texts me. He goes, "Hey, remember that woman that you and Fred stole her, grabbed her boobs at the flappers? <laughs> oh yeah, man, she passed away from cancer. Oh okay. Aww. Oh, but she had a great time that night. Okay. Well, I could see now women lying saying they have cancer. But did, my question is, was she wanting to be fucked up because she had cancer, or yeah, what if she done that? She was trying to be have crazy fun. Yeah. Crazy. She was like, crazy I, like fun, whatever. Yeah. Life's and, short. And uh, as they say, God bless her because she had such a great attitude she said stage four and she was having a good time and you know it's yeah weird. you guys help you guys you know gave i her a i as they said did one for the team no he Fred took one for the team man. you know but no no again it, it really <laughs> when you when you uh work with felipe the people you know it's just so sweet how uh yeah you got the greatest fans you know and stuff it's, uh, but okay, but his he lied to his his wife when he met her. This is what I'm trying to get to. You, Wait, how did you meet your wife, or where did you meet her? At the Laugh Factory. No. Her, she was training to work there as yeah, a like a waitress. A waitress. Ooh. Oh, I thought she didn't. She also work at um, Ice House. Yeah, she worked at Ice House. So, oh, I get it. They train at the Laugh Factory to work at the Ice House. No, they train at the Laugh Factory to work at the Laugh Factory. Wait, that yeah, makes why, no sense. Your way doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, just bad. <laughs> a bad joke. No, they so, turned the improv to work at the Taj Mahal. Do you remember the <laughs> Do you remember the lie you told your wife? Your, so many, I don't know. Which she one said that you lied. You said you only had two kids when you had three. You didn't want to seem too weird that you had three kids. Oh yeah, is that right? I, have th- I had three kids. I told but her I only had two. <laughs> Why, why? I don't know why. I guess three is a lot. I made three, three is, is a two, lot. Three is too much. But two yeah. is okay. So which two did you tell her that you had? I told her I have two from different women. <laughs> Do you have three from three different women? No, I have three kids from two different women. Ah. Yeah. She thought I was Paul Rodriguez's son when she saw me. She what? She thought I was Paul Rodriguez, like a <laughs> young Paul Rodriguez. And I said, okay, orale. 
Did you like her right away? Right away, man. She's really cool. She, <coughs> she, um, this guy, he has people open for him, and he's they're so generous that they have a certain amount they give, and the clubs are pathetic, but they they overcompensate. You know what I'm saying for what the clubs don't give the people, the comics. Because some clubs don't pay the opener. The host doesn't get no money for the whole week, and um, the, sometimes the feature only gets like two hundred dollars for five shows for the whole week. So we gotta compensate and give them an extra three hundred to make up for a hundred dollars a show. Yeah. So it could be fair for everybody. That's so nice. I always thought that you know, like the comedians that took me on the road, they always paid me right. Like yeah. Gabriel Iglesias, Russell Peters, Paul Rodriguez, George Lopez. They always gave me more. I was very embarrassed when they gave me their money. Like one time. Uh, I did 10 minutes for Russell Peters, and he gave me, like, $2,000 wow. of his own money. And in cash. And, I, and, I, and his brother gave it to me, and they were leaving. And I ran, I ran. I said, Clayton, uh, there, there's a big mistake. Um, I think you guys gave me the DJ's money. <laughs> he goes, no, that's your money. Are you sure? He goes, because I'm not going to claim this now. <laughs> no, and it was. It was my money. That's and I so ended sweet. up that tape at the Hard Rock Cafe. I was there with Lisa, my wife, and her son, Isaac. And we were having a pillow fight. Wait, wait, you and Lisa or Isaac? Leave me and Isaac, her oh. son. We were having <laughs> a pillow fight. He's like six years old. And then I remember I threw the pillow real hard. And I broke the Hard Rock Cafe poster. It was like a Bob Dylan poster. <laughs> and it fell down. And they charged us almost $400. Get out of here. That's what I said. I said, we should have just took this this frame Took it down the street, <laughs> frame it up for twenty dollars, put it back up, or just put it on the floor and clean up the glass. I try to argue, you know. I mean, I could fix it myself. I'll keep the poster if you're gonna charge me four hundred bucks, but they charge me four hundred dollars. Wow, fucker! His yeah, Lisa, right, right, <laughs> right. Mike isn't Lisa the best? Yeah, Lisa's fantastic. I learned a lot actually working with Felipe and Lisa. What have you learned? No, not, but I need to learn. No, she's, no, for she's really good. Yeah, she's a podcast producer. What's up, full podcast? And she's uh, really on top of everything from the social media <clears> to the booking of the guests and to making sure that the show runs smooth. And to, yeah, so it's just been a real uh, a real p- privilege to work with those two. Yes. Yeah, man. Yes, she's Amber. Do you, uh, yeah, do you know what per- Periscope is? Uh-huh. Oh, I thought we could try one, but uh, <laughs> I I want to impress her. I, I know Redbox. I know all the things. So let, Red book. Let me ask you something, Felipe. Now, Amber is a friend of Sam, so I don't mean to break Sam Tripoli? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Sam Kinison? No, Sam. No, no, the yeah. AA. Um, Bill. Bill. Bill, okay. Um, now, you were in rehab, and you oh, yeah, a lot it? of stuff. But how can you stay off stuff but do so much weed? I don't know. Probably because um, I, I know that uh, with weed, I'm going to just calm down. And um, if I start drinking, I don't know, something about drinking. Like, as soon as I get, like, some people get happy and they start drinking and they want to drink more. Some people get happy and they just want to leave right away because they feel good. Me, I get happy and I want to do coke right away, like. As soon as I see somebody, as soon as I get start getting buzzed, all right, man, who has the sniffles? Oh my! I start looking for anybody that, that so has that what any you're in rehab sense for? of cold. Yeah, that's what you're in rehab for. Crack. For. I was there for crack. And how old were you when you was crack? The first time, <clears throat> twenty or twenty-one years old. Wow. 
Yeah, I got hooked right away. Like a lot, that, of, yeah. a lot of my friends were hooked earlier than when they were like 13, 14 years wow. old. But I got hooked later on in life when I was 20. Wow. See, what happened was people don't know that when you get a 13-year-old hooked on crack. It's not a good it, thing. It's not because a 20-year-old got him hooked. It's not because a 30-year-old man got him hooked. It's because when you're selling crack cocaine, say I'm 20 years old and I'm selling crack cocaine out of my house. So... There's no, I don't, I'm not gonna trust no other 20, 20 year old guy to sell my crack because he's probably been we're older, competitive. Ah. So I'm gonna hire a 17 year old guy, a 17 year old kid, a 16 year old kid, and he's gonna sell the crack for me. Now, you got a 15 year old kid selling crack. Who, 15 year old kids don't know too many adults. All they know is another 15 year old. So a 15 year old will sell crack to a 13 year old. And a 13-year-old will sell crack to a 10-year-old. Oh so that's God. how you get 10-year-olds getting hooked on crack. It's not because a 20-year-old sells crack. It's because you got teenagers selling crack. 10-year-old crack addicts? I heard a story just today that this guy was smoking crack at six years old with his mother. And he told her when he was six, he was like, Mom, I don't think this is right. And she said... You worry about you, and I'll worry about me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's intense. So what was it like being a crack addict? What made you say you got to get help? Like, what were you doing? Oh, um, I, I was like, um, I got into a, um, a, lot, a lot of trouble growing up. Um, I got into this fight with some guy. We were, we were um, fight. We were, I got into a fight with some guy um, right after I finished watching some movie. I was on PCP. And he was choking me to death. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and it was really choking me, and I didn't know what else to do, and I bit half his ear off. Get out of here. How old were you? I was, like, 20 years old. Oh Did my you go to jail? God. No. Um, it, was, it, was, it was like, well, I live in a housing project, so we have our own police uh-huh. for the housing police, but they were not there. So, like, I live in a neighborhood where nobody calls the cops. So that guy went to the hospital, and... He didn't press charges. He just said, I'm going to kill you when I get out of the hospital. Oh, my God. So I, that was scared because he didn't press oh, charges. Oh, so you were going to rehab to not to not get killed. Exactly. It's like I, those I, movies. I really didn't want to stop doing crack. <laughs> it just was a die. safe place. I was there like hiding out like John Cryer. Oh, my God. So mm. when you were hiding out. So you, did you get better or you didn't care? You were just hiding out. I got better. But uh. I didn't want to stop. But I just felt that um, I have no no corner. You know, I'm glad I did stop because um, I didn't want to fall into that pattern like my brother or, or other drug addicts. They fall into a pattern of, um, especially drug addicts with no money, like a rich person who could, has the money, like an actor who has the money to do drugs every day and still live a normal life. I was in that person. So I knew that if I don't, if I don't go to rehab, I'm going to die in the streets so or, you- or I'm going to end up living... In the streets. Did you quit drinking then, when you were 20, at that, that trip to the rehab, or did it take yes, you a couple more times? Yes, I did. I, I went 10 years sober. Wow. No, no weed? No weed and no alcohol. And it, it didn't happen until maybe like 2001 or 2003. What made you have to all that sobriety in every department to say, I'm going to do weed or try it? I don't know. Okay. The first time I did weed again was in 2003, I guess. I went 10 years sober. 
I was in El Paso at the comic strip in El Paso at the comedy condo, <laughs> and I and I found a half an ounce of marijuana inside the condo that some comedian saved for another comedian, and then the headliner wanted to smoke, but he he didn't know how to ro- roll up joints. Oh my god! So I said, "All right, I know how to roll." So it's been a long time, but I rolled up five joints and I gave him three, and I don't know why I kept two. Nah. So when I was alone in the condo, I just... Because you're a drug addict. Yes. That's I smoked why. that joint like a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> and, I even, and I even took weed with me back home. From a, who takes weed from a Paso to Valle? <laughs> in what? On the plane? Yeah. Oh, my I God. I put it in my pocket. Nobody said nothing. In your pocket? And I got home, and my girlfriend at the time, she was surprised that I smoked weed because <laughs> she smoked weed, but she never did around me. So now that I started smoking and... But you're okay? So you, you're not like, oh, I think I, I can start drinking again or not whatever? The, not, not then. Not at the time. And um, one day, I don't know why it happened. It was in Bakersfield, California, I think. I took my first... No, 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 no. It was one day, I was, I was at home, and I was bored Friday night, nothing to do, no gigs, nothing to do, and I was watching The Big Lebowski, and I said, you know what, I've never had a white Russian. Ooh, I knew you were going to say that. I've oh. never had a white Russian in my life. They're so, so I went good. to, yeah, they're good. I went to Ralph's <laughs> in Silver Lake, and I went to, <laughs> I bought the white Russian I think I know the Ralph's you club mean. mix. The white Russian. Oh, I'm sure it's super sugary, like a milkshake. <laughs> yes, the white Russian club mix and um, the mudslide club mix. And I went home and I made it with ice. Just poured it over ice. It felt good. It got hot. It got real buzz, real hot right away. Yeah. Then I said, "Fuck this! I'm gonna have a real drink." And I went to the Red Lion Tavern. <gasps> and then from that moment, I went back straight home. I got drunk. And then I I laid low. Then little by little, I was drinking. I was like hiding it from the other comics. Yeah. Oh, you started drinking more. Like- yeah. And then in Bakersfield, it went up. The, some DJ he offered me cocaine, and I took it. And wow. then what happened again to get you sober again? Well, oh man, now, just just smoking weed. Oh man, I went from that moment I did crack again in two thousand. Right there was that guy, or two thousand three. I spiraled down, man. Like I went back to Fast. smoking crack. Yes, it happens. I mean, I they really say you just pick up because of the one right, 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 because of the big yeah. Lebowski. That one white Russian <laughs> led to yes. I crack. picked it. You're right. Um, you're right, Amber. I did pick it up right away. How did you know? I just picked it up right away. Because I, I have, I have seven years of sobriety. So I, I, you're right. I just picked it up right away. I went to actually, actually, I, I did go back to exactly the same, the same scandalous way of thinking. I went straight to the liquor store and I bought a pipe. You know, I bought a crack pipe. And it's funny. You never did that, Amber, did you? No, I think I'd smoke crack accidentally once. Oh, okay. I thought it was weed. And then I was like, I don't think this is weed. Ah. I saw it like, it's funny, like I went straight to the to the hardware section of the store and the I bought a. Heart and heart? Yes, the, hard, the hardware section of the liquor store. And I bought a Brillo pad, a copper Brillo pad. And I went to the front of the liquor store, and I brought, <laughs> I bought the crack pipe. It was there waiting for me with a little road inside. <laughs> you know which one? <laughs> right next to the gum. Oh, so <laughs> you had another rehab stint while being a stand-up? <clears throat> yeah, no, 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 no rehab stint. How did you get off this second round? I was working with Gabriel Iglesias, and I got too drunk talking shit to him during the tour. <gasps> 
like talking shit. You fat ass, fuck you. You ain't shit. You, you know. So he he fired me and he kicked me out of the gig. This is tough, man. Like, like this is the headliner and <laughs> he's, he's fucking hooking me up with with a job in San that's Jose. That's like if Rodrigo cursed you out. Yeah, that's like that's like if you got drunk, Fred, and was talking shit to me from in San Tempe. Jose. All I the almost way home. did. I had a stomach virus. I said, <laughs> I said, always have a virus. I had a stomach virus in Tempe. And and I oh I hated it, Amber, because it's all these. You'd hate you'd hate no, no soup because it was nothing but um, sports bars, sports bars, shitty bar food, and signs about guns. Everything <laughs> you can't bring a gun, bring a gun, but but leave it there. We like guns <laughs> in this bar. Guns are okay. You know what I'm saying? No carry guns. You could hide your gun. A gun in your hat, right? Yeah. It was insane. Gun in your Arizona ain't no joke. Oh my God! But it's always I, every gig I've done with you, it feels like the same mall, the same like we're in Orange County. I did uh, Brea, Irvine. I, I didn't do Irvine with you. I did some other place on the ten. I forgot what it's called. Ontario Improv. Yes, yes. The same mall. The same. The people look the same. You know what I'm saying? The not really character those improvs. But the Reno. I liked Reno because that that's the most depressing town. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't an improv, meaning it was it was a different kind of theater kind of place. But yeah, we we his friends sought him out. The guy that was in prison does the MSNBC lockup comedy, uh, Birdman. Birdman, and uh, we were eating at this shitty casino, the worst food. And then we, I want to leave, so he's so he's eating. Then his girlfriend didn't eat, and he took her plate, and he starts, and and he's like, because he's in prison, and used to wants to eat off everyone's plate. Remember that. <laughs> The Birdman. What's his story? He's doing good. He's at home. Uh huh. Making his own oils, those dabs. Uh huh. Is is that like doing the crack of pot when I did that? It's sort of probably. Like, it was crazy. It's a PCP of, of marijuana. I was so blitzed in my hotel room <clears throat> that I was, you know, whenever I'm blitzed, I always tell myself my mantra is: No one ever died from pot. No one ever died from edibles. <laughs> you know, I because you know. Because people have checked themselves in because they don't know no one ever lost their mind. No one, you know, you don't have to. But I was just telling myself, worst case scenario, I knew I had to be at the airport in a few hours to go home. But I said, worst case scenario, I, I pay for another uh, night here. I, I, I thought if I'm like this, I can't go to the hotel. I thought you'd be holding me up and falling down and stuff. But it wore off. Could you imagine Fred on crack? <laughs> wow. Please smoke crack on the show. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting doing crack with Fred. Like Where are you sober that. from? Seven years sober? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, off but not in a But not in a row. Yes, in a row. It's a bad joke. <laughs> I know your jokes are so bad, I'm not I'm even getting them. And I'm really smart. You, <laughs> seven years, and you did like pink martinis, you said. No. Pink <laughs> martini. You did no. some crazy drink. Vodka gimlets. But that's pink. Gimlets. Right? No. Right, it's a. It's vodka with lime juice, and mm. white wine. But I. Mo- I didn't. You're an alcoholic. I, yeah, I'm a like a. Uh, yeah, definitely alcoholic. I did coke a few times. The last time I ever drank, I did a bunch of coke, and I just knew that I was going to keep doing it, so I quit. But I always like. I always fantasize about smoking pot. You know, I. W- I could take or leave pot. There was phases when I was pothead and I would smoke every day. And But then when I didn't do it, I was like, yeah, whatever. But sometimes now, especially because it's legal and there's all these like fancy treats and lip gloss Ooh. and like teas and stuff. I'm like, oh, man. And I fantasize about doing it, but I'm not. Why does pot? Just because. 
Yeah, why do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it to myself. Um, but but it's cool, I, you know. Did I, you never smoke pot? Not in seven years. Oh, no, oh. no, nothing. And it's gotten better and and, and less crazy. You go to meetings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty active in the program. Only NA or AA? AA. Did I ever tell you my um, seven program stories? No. Yes. Okay, then I won't repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you no, one thing. go ahead. I don't know if you <clears> told them. <throat> to make a long story short, and I probably won't, <clears throat> when I first moved to L.A., I was freaking out and lonely and desperate and what do you do and I don't know anyone so my sister's husband uh, my brother-in-law he's really an AA and some people proselytize it is that they're like it saved me it's going to save you they go you better do the program you have all the traits did I tell this story bring the yeah. bell when it's getting repetition are you a friend of Bill yeah you already told me this story but okay. I I think he was just talking like the 12 steps well, so it's, no no he said I said I don't drink he goes you got all the symptoms of a drunk you, you, that's you why we help. get along because you do think like an alcoholic you really do <laughs> thank you and you should start drinking okay well, <laughs> go ahead I, finish your so story. <laughs> he goes no this sister programs emotions anonymous there's something called emotions anonymous which I still really? don't know what it is EA so he goes go to the meeting and I had just seen that movie with Michael uh, Keaton, and and I, I've, ta- I've talked to you about this before. I always wished I was an alcoholic because they would say, "Man, I got the program. I, my life turned around. I'm married. I got a show and everything." So I always wished there was something I could quit to, you know, make my life better. So I said, "All right, I'm going to the program," but I never understood it. It was very vague. It's like, "Hi, I'm Steve. I'm nervous and depressed." You know, it's kind of like the symptoms of drinking. I, I don't know. So, so there were a few funny things that happened. One time, this woman raises a hand. She goes, "Well, I, I've been losing weight," and the guy's applauding, clapping. <laughs> goes, "It's not fucking good, you asshole. I've been sick," and uh, that's humorous. We, you know. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Uh, what are what about you calling now? Norm? Yeah, we're going to have a special guest calling in. Um, so, so, so then, is he there? Hey, Norm, you there? <laughs> yeah. What's up? <laughs> Norm McDonald. We have Felipe Esparza. Do you know him? He won Last Comic Standing a few years before you. We have Amber Antozer. What's what? What's your middle name? Lee. Lee. Hey. Hi, Norm. <laughs> and, and what Norm does is he he sets me up on the podcast he won't do. So this is payback. Like he'll, he'll say that, that he, got, he doesn't want to do it. Use Freddie. And then he likes to laugh. And I, he said, I send him the, the link and no one <laughs> listens to it. So um, no, I want Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. Hello, Fred. <laughs> Norm, I, 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 this this story involves you and Felipe uh, in a way. I'm I'm connecting things. Yeah. When well, first of all, I was talking. I've opened for him at the Improv in Tempe and in Brea, and they all feel like this depressing mall. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese. It's like an, an yeah. Orange County. There's no character. <laughs> I, and all they. Uh, so so. The last so, time I was there, they brought a. A guy in on Saturday. I did so bad on Friday. They brought in like the regional manager <laughs> <laughs> that like did three improvs, and he's like a big muscular guy. And wait, then they, he was backstage like you feeling okay? <laughs> wait, they brought in another. <laughs> wait, another comic or another manager? No, the the manager. Like it's like you were saying, like they're Chuck E. Cheese. The buddy so Clark. Like oh, man. he was like a big tough guy like that. But Clark. <laughs> 
and, and that's what I called him in so that I'd be funny the next night. <laughs> I, had, I had that. I did... Um, I forgot this place. Um, God, it was San Antonio. And the first place I ran into anti-Semitism, they were booing me. Go, hey, Mr. Jew, where'd you get your nose job? You know, I never ran into anything. And I remember that... Um, Did they call you a bearded New Yorker? <laughs> I did this morning radio. No one ever came to a show because I did morning radio. And it was a country western radio. I don't know much about country western. I know the gamble broke. People don't, people don't like going to a show... Uh, 16 hours after they listen to the radio. They never remember. I did yeah. your friend, um, what's his name, Tim Conway Jr.'s uh, radio show going, this is big radio, oh, Huntington Beach. And I go, because I right. did a Barnes & Noble in Huntington Beach. I'm on the thing. Uh, the only person that came to the book signing was Keith Reznor. And, uh, <laughs> and this is going on Tim Conway Jr. mentioning over and over, Fred will be at Huntington I'm Beach. Mentor. I'm Keith's mentor. Do, do you know who Keith Reznor is, um, Reznor? Yeah. Um, I'm Keith, he has... Keith tells me I'm his mentor. <laughs> he, I'm supposed to do his podcast, too. This is a guy, yeah. Amber, and, and a Felipe. He, he goes to me. He comes to my show. He goes, uh, you know, I have Asperger's. I go, what's that mean? He goes, I have no empathy at all. And, and his friend goes, that's right. I hurt my ankle. He didn't care. He goes, that's an example. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd symptom. Where, where friends hurt ankles. And you, you get the care. feeling when you meet Keith that he may be the last face you ever see. <laughs> because I said, isn't that everyone, every comedian has no empathy? He goes, I don't care about other people. And I got no empathy. <laughs> I, right. I got no empathy at all. I tell Felipe loves the story uh, that you like, Norm, where when I was working in New York, people would try to sell Rodney jokes. He'd come over, oh, what do you got? I don't know. You know, what the fuck is this? All right, let me look at the sheet. You know, he put his glasses on and he'd write up all these jokes. So remember he was doing a lot of NBC specials? So you I, take too, you, what do you say? You, you give too much discretion to the audience. No, I, 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 I take, take too, too many, many liberties. I take too many liberties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's so spot on, perfect though, isn't it? Well, well, yeah. He was, like all of us, like all of us, give way too much liberty. And he also, Eddie Murphy. He he came into the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale. He was doing another gig right before Murphy got Saturday Night Live. So Murphy used to do the thing. Hey, scream out the N word, everyone! Do it. Get it out of your system. Him. And he goes to Murphy. I hate to say the word. He goes, "You're gonna go nowhere with that inner shit," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Murphy was crushed. You know that Rodney is going. Where you gonna go with that shit? So, so one time, I see- I don't remember that Rodney preceded. Uh- Eddie Murphy. No, no, no. No, I was doing, in 1980, the Fort Lauderdale comic strip with Eddie Murphy, Rob Bartlett, I think uh, one other guy, uh, Mike Reynolds, who was like a gambler. and. and oh, I know Mike Reynolds. He lives in Vegas now. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's funny how I, I'm going you over ever the hear, place. Did you ever hear Mike Reynolds' uh, album of him... Like yeah. just talking to all his creditors. <laughs> yes, he did. he tried doing like a what was that guy that do practical jokes? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, he tried uh, doing a one where he's in debt and and he's going fuck you. I'm not going to pay my what I owe you. Taunting people he owes money to. So he sent uh, it to sad. he sent it to Jimmy Kimmel who does pranks. And Jimmy goes, 
Well, this is your deadbeat. You're not paying people back. Well, who cares about this? He's like calling people who owe, he owes money to. So he thought it was going to be the and this guy Bruce Fine produced it. This guy who yeah yeah the great Bruce Fine. He thought it was going to be the next he Jerky told me, Boys. He told me I should get merch, and then he showed me like. He had a T-shirt that had uh, was for Sean Wayans. <laughs> I, and it was just all these Wayans Brothers movies. Probably you've been in every one of them. I only one. A caricature of, of Sean Wayans in the middle. <laughs> Who would wear that on there? When you said they brought bag. in the manager, when I did um, this place, I forgot... Um, Oh, it, I forgot what it's called in, um, not Tempe, uh, I've been in a lot of Arizona, oh no, S- San Antonio. So, uh, what happened was, these people... I like were, how all your stories are from one single gig. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how when people, it's worse when, when people heckle, you can go, hey, shut up, and they applaud, but you have ever when they're talking, and only you hear them talk, so I said, could you tell, I said to the uh, bouncer, could you tell them if they don't shut up, they're kicked out? He interpreted that as kick them out. So uh-huh. he said, get out. So there's one woman on crutches, so it looked like I kicked out a crippled woman, <laughs> and she's hobbling across with crutches, uh-huh. and they're booing me. So, so then they're going, hey, and, and I said, if you, if you keep booing, I can't do my act. So I shut them up, and they, they were sitting there with their arms folded, and I walked off, so they were going to fire me. So the manager had a meeting. He goes, how can we prevent this from happening again? I go, it's an isolated incident. He goes, I have an idea. Don't do those thrill-seeker jokes because you're antagonizing them. I, I did jokes. I'm a badass. I drank milk that expired yesterday. He goes, when you do that, you're making, you're making them be aggressive because you're saying, you know, don't you're fuck with me. Them. You're challenging them. <laughs> so, Norm, I have a... I did a gig once in the South, and it was... They said, uh, listen, uh, do you mind if this guy goes on before you? Um, and his name was uh, James Gregory. You remember that guy? He's not the yeah. hamburger guy. No. Okay. He is. So he's introduced as the funniest man in the world. <laughs> well, but he tells him to say that. Yeah, yeah, that's what his thing says. So then I'm waiting to go on. I look down at the menu and it's like the james gregory burger the james gregory steak <laughs> and all i hear is like insane life turns out the guy is the funniest guy in the world wow and uh, everyone loves it and then i have to go on and so he's in the south i don't know how he missed out on that tour <laughs> but uh he, you know in the south they have their own circus and people the christian tour like, the comics are different like they're kind of fat and Loud, you know, like Ralphie May. Uh, is he from uh, the South? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, but not as smart as Ralphie May. Right, you know? right. Um, but but real real tough and loud. And then I'd go up, you know, and I'd have the uh, the Jay Leno outfit on with the skinny tie, and <laughs> everyone would think I was a fag. You know, <laughs> they'd yell fag. <laughs> you know, those days where people yelled fag <laughs> instead of gay American, they would yell. <laughs> American. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear of a cis male? The who? Uh, Do you ever hear of a cis male? No, what's that? A I was cis- reading about it today. It is a man. <laughs> Who's a sissy? No, it's, it's a man who's born a man but identifies as a man. So you would be a cis male. Wait, wait. Or I would be a cis male. I don't, I don't understand. He's, you know, there's trans, and then there's cis. It, it's a it's a word that's made to like marginalize. Oh, 
the, no, the, I didn't. The main, the main market of people, you know what I mean? So that you two are like some freak. <laughs> you know that you're born male, and then crazily enough, you identify as a male also. Oh, so. Norm, the Rodney thing is, so I went up to Rodney. I thought I had this great idea, not for Zach. Remember he had these yeah. NBC specials where he did sketches? Sure. And I said, Rodney, all right, this is a running gag where... First, you're, you're dressed as a cop. You're in a homicide division. You're, hey, I got no suspects, no suspects at all. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he's looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, wait, wait, wait. And then, then you work at a drugstore. You go, I got no sucrets, no sucrets at all. And then you work at a toy store. I got no puppets. And you go, what the fuck are you talking about? And I go, I go, I have no use for it. I thought you could have it. He goes, I got no use for that shit either. You should tell you work in Mexico. I got no chiclets. Chiclets. I got no. I got no rockets. Say, hey, I work at Radio City. Um, well, one time he was like when I was on Update. Lauren would just put people on Update that wanted to be on the show, and there'd be no use for them. But it was Rodney's birthday, so Lauren goes, "Put Rodney on Update." So we're like, "Fuck! How can we put him on?" I'm like, it's weird to just put him on and say, "Here's Rodney doing his jokes." But uh, what else could he do? You know, so. Then uh, the guy who, uh, the, the main writer on the show, Jim Downey, who's kind of a genius, he had this idea. So he pitched it to Rodney, you know, and I was on the other line, and he goes, he goes, I think it would be funny if you went on, and Norm said, like, you know, you're 75 now, you know, how's life? And he goes, oh, yeah, I get no respect that he's talking. And then Norm goes, well, I can't believe that, you know, a man of your stature, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, certainly you get respect from your children. You know, no, are you kidding? You know, and do some kids show. Wow, I find that very hard to believe, Rodney. What about your? I mean, certainly your doctor would give you respect of all people. You know, I tell you, no respect from him. You know, so uh, Rodney goes, "What the fuck are you talking?" About? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "No, you know, my whole thing is no respect." <laughs> and then, like later down, he goes. You know, Rodney has no use for writers. He thinks of those just guys who hand you know you hand five dollars to outside the fucking uh, a nightclub, you know, somewhere. <laughs> I have a story that involves sort of you and Felipe in a way, Felipe. Felipe, I when I opened for him in Brea. His wife told me, this is, I forgot this service, but you probably have a lot of checks waiting for you because when they put your stuff on albums on, um, what's it called? Uh, well, you remember in the old days, you'd go to the improv and there'd be 450 checks to Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> and you'd try to be looking for yours. You know? I, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, now with the Laugh Factory, uh, I, I hardly do it, but there was a show I did. And, and then I, I waited to the next time to get the check. It was six months later, and they go, "Oh no, Jamie rips up the check if you if you don't do a set in six months." I see him waiting. <laughs> don't that Freddie back? You know, and he's 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 ripping up the check. It's I I don't want to name names, but a friend of mine I've I've known for thirty years has a podcast, and Jamie's his manager. And I thought, you know, my paperback's out. Try to go on podcast. And he goes, I'm sorry, Freddie. Uh, Jamie says you don't have enough Twitter followers to be on his podcast. Um, 
So to be on Tom Herrera's podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm who am I more mad at? Am I mad that and like a? I'm trying not to say the word Amber doesn't like. I look, I go on the thing to see other people he's had on his podcast. I have more than him, but <laughs> so it's like I just did Mark Marin. He had the president on, and Jen, no, Freddie don't have no Twitter followers. And he goes, look, Freddie, we just had someone. He had a hundred thousand Twitter followers. Like it's a podcast. You know what I mean? It's like one thing, oh, uh, I can't get you in my movie. I can't get you through to be on my TV show as a writer. It's not up to me. It's up to Helford. But, you know, but this is a podcast. It's, well, uh, what about when it was Thanksgiving there? Or Christmas? Oh, yeah. Um, Jamie has these things, you know, where he does good, goodwill deeds. But he always has an agenda. Like when I wrote on Seinfeld, he put a sign like up. what children for Michael Jackson. Yeah, he goes, watch Freddy's episode on Seinfeld. You know, he put a sign up. And, 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 and people go, what do you mean Freddy's episode? He goes, did you tell Jetty? Tell Jetty! You know, so <laughs> <laughs> it's J-E-D-D-Y. Tell Jetty! So one time he had the, the cameras there, and he's doing a... Uh, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, he's feeding homeless people. And at the laugh fact, they're never really homeless people. They're just kind of, you know, comics. They don't really bust in like a... So, yeah. so, so Jen... It's like... Uh, <laughs> like uh, Stephen Allen Green or someone. You know, some comedian. <laughs> he is homeless. Yes. So they'd have... Mostly, mostly so they, known as a comedian. So they'd have comedians dishing out the food, right? So Jen Karam was dishing out food. He goes, it's like that lady. Who's that lady? There was a comedian like a thousand years ago with Seinfeld and those people. What do you mean a lady? Elaine Boozler. Elaine Boozler. Oh, yeah. People like that dish out the food. So then yeah, yeah. Jan was dishing out food going, no, no, no. Put Jay Moore there for the camera. So he's doing a good <laughs> deed, but he, she got bumped. <laughs> so Norm, um, Felipe told me about this thing <laughs> where you declare... If you uh, if any if any comedy bits have you've done have been on um, these uh, not podcast uh, what is it called Pandora and then maybe checks waiting for you are played on satellite yes so he oh, says really? fill out all the forms so I see he and and he goes uh, he goes Where yeah are these well I'll tell you what happened is that um, I. Uh, so you declare what albums you've been on, comedy, and there's a check waiting for you. So I said, oh, I was on uh, this thing called um, The Fantastic Four with Norm MacDonald. Oh, and, yeah. they, and they said, okay, we're, fi we're filing an injunction against Norm MacDonald. We're doing a call. I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> they go, okay, we're, 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 this is a union. Because on the credit, it just says Norm MacDonald. And they go, you're one of the guys, so you're entitled to a fourth of it. You, cause you, I did a declaration. I go, no, and I called you up, and I left a message, go, it seems like I'm suing you, like, we're, we're filing a report against Norm MacDonald. And so, Norm... Yeah. I think Bruce Arthur may own those things. No, no. If you're a performer on these things, they say there's a two thousand there's two thousand dollars waiting for you, Norm. What? For the Norm but if but if I file my fourth, I get five hundred, but then I have to Where do I get it? Tell him how he does it's it. It's called through, Sound Something, Sound Hound, Soundbite. Sound like all the bits you've done from yeah. your albums, yes. you you have thousands of dollars waiting for you, right, Felipe? Yes, on the I got a call one time and they said, um, yeah, money waiting for you because I did a, a comedy album with some guy named Jewel out of XM yeah. Radio a long time ago in D.C. And then yeah. I, I fill out those paperwork and I get checks now every month, every time oh my, my comedy is played in the radio. Guys like Gary Goldman, they, they get checks. What do you call it? Sound like what? Soundbite? I don't know. 
Guys like Gary Goldman said, "Oh, I didn't declare it." And it gets thirty thousand. If you you put your albums and they played How on. How do you spell it? Um, we, we're looking it up or ask Lisa, but they get all these checks because if your albums is played on satellite or Sirius yeah, or yeah. all of, so then I did my declaration. You know how much I got? Thirty dollars because a song I did was on Handy Manny. Like we work together. <laughs> yeah, thirty thousand. Thirty dollars. Oh, thirty dollars. I, I don't have any comedy albums out. The only thing I did that's played is yeah, the Fantastic yeah. Four. So, so this is no, what you have your 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 uh, your uh, video. The Thrill Seeker is not played. Oh, is not played on anything. So, so Felipe, do you know the Fantastic Four? Yes. So this is uh, funny. Norm, um, someone sent me the thing. I forgot. Years ago, we did a sketch where. On his album, Ridiculous. Oh, I'm plugging this, uh, Norm. If you have anything to plug. No, I'm just kidding. Someone will say, do, do your podcast. It's, Why are you it's, just kidding? You know, because people say, I don't want to be arrogant. Oh, this is, people say, do my thing. It's 50 miles away. It's in my house. You can plug your book. Like, they, they make it, oh, wow. Like, I'm doing you a favor. Um, and so, so basically... Um, uh, so there was a bit where he's Mr. Sound Exchange. Sound Exchange. Do, have someone fill it out. There's thousands of dollars yeah. waiting for you. And um, Sound Exchange. All the thing, every bit you've Thank done you. and everything. So and there's two thousand for the Fantastic Four alone bit. So okay, so the Fantastic Four. Norm was. Are you mis- play the Fantastic Four now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a clip. No, that'll be on the uh, the website. We'll, we'll put a clip on the web. And Norm, you could plug anything. We'll put a clip on the web. No, I'm just kidding. When people say that. So okay, this is the bit. It's called Sound Exchange, and what they do is a it's a free it's a free um, union, and they make no money. But oh, what they do is um, they find every comedy bit that you ever recorded that's an audio, and they they find it on every radio station, every compilation, CD, Pandora, XM Radio, Pandora, and they get it all together. And they send you checks. Norm, you got oh, a lot yeah, of money coming to you. Thank you, Felipe. Yes, yeah. sound exchange. It's, it's like a lot of paperwork to fill out, but once you fill it out, it pays off. Yeah, and uh, so I, could I file the injunction against you that I was one of the Fantastic Four? Because yeah, on it, it just says you as the performer. I got to say, so so Amber, I got to include Amber. Amber what? Amber is great. Say hi to Norm. Are hi, you a fan Norm. of Norm's? Yeah, I love hi, you, Norm. Hi, well, how you, you doing? We invited you. We did a bit with Fred, the great Fred Willard. We, we acted out a noir scene. And if you ever want to be in one of those. But, um, okay, so the bit was Felipe and Amber. That um, he, well, this is how they got their names, and he's saying, "Your name's the thing. You're the torch because you're a torch. You're invisible. I could stretch, so I'm Mister Fantastic." And they go, "Wait, wait a minute. Why are you called Mister Fantastic?" So, so, so I, so I here I am. I was like very nervous. I was Johnny the Storm, Johnny Blaze. So I kept saying, I'd, I'd argue, but then go right thing, like back me up thing. I kept, get, I was so nervous. I needed a thing to validate. Remember that? Yes, you know, you know. <laughs> Well, the thing had a name, though. It was like Ben uh, Grimm. I go, wait, yeah, Ben, yeah. Ben, go, Ben, right, Ben, <laughs> Ben. Well, isn't this true what I'm saying? Because I think at one time we were doing rehearsal, and Norm wanted the great Steve Higgins to talk more than me because he's better at improv. He goes, "Remember, the thing is the leader." <laughs> so I kept saying, "Well, look, I have a point to make now, Ben. Is it correct?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did a deep, deep voice. I uh, yeah. no, no, hold on. 
uh, Ralph, I think, uh, no, Reed. No, but uh, what we're saying is that you should be Mr. Kutcher. And uh, so, um, so you, so who were some of the judges you had, Felipe, when you did last Comic Standing? Natasha, That's a good question. Le- Natasha Leggero, Andy Kindler, and the late Gray Geraldo. Wow. The late great Geraldo. Yes. <laughs> Greg Geraldo. Geraldo. Oh, Greg Geraldo. Yeah, Greg well, Geraldo. They, were all, they were all pretty young then. Well, Andy Kindler, I remember uh, Jan Karam was auditioning the pr- preliminaries, and he'd go, awkward. I mean, you'd think would be perfect. He'd go, awkward, you know, because he knew Jan Karam. And oh, yeah. uh, like he did like Paul Lynn, I guess. And uh, I, Well, um, that's the really strange part, is that the judges know the performers, which you think would invalidate the whole thing. Like, the whole, like, well, I remember there was one where... Co- show, like a game show scandal in the 50s. Well, co- they did one with Colin Quinn at the time. He had that show Tough Crowd, and Jim Norton was a regular on it, and then he was auditioning for, for Colin Quinn, and then he, he passed, and you see Colin laughing at his jokes, like, who's this new guy? He's great! You know? Wait, you, what was he on? He, Jim Norton was, was uh, on Tough... I'm on um, when Colin was a judge on uh, Last Comic Stand, Oh, I didn't know. A he tough was crowd. Yes, but he was already a regular in Tough Crowd. So you see Jim yeah, Norton yeah. doing his set and, and Colin laughing, like, who's this youngster? He, he's, he's, I get a <laughs> kick out of him. Who's this guy? He's pretty edgy. He's going somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's weird because I don't want to name names, but one guy that was um, kind of vilified on your season uh, uh, opened for one of the judges and blew them away. So he thought maybe. The person had hostility towards him. Got him. I have to edit this out. <laughs> who? I can't name. A much better story if you name names. <laughs> yeah, who was who were the judges? The judges was Norm. It was either Norm, Keenan, Ivory, Waynes, or Roseanne. Oh, so I was the one that didn't like him. No, no, you, you. He was. Uh, Amber, watching Last Comic Standing for Norm. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad Amber, that she's not just, included. If there's anything I say is going to feel forced, being like, like I have nothing to say. <laughs> I'm just listening. You know what it's like, Norm. I'm on Last Comic Standing, and I don't have anything. To you know what this is like, Norm. I've had a few times where I've pitched shows, and it was a nightmare. And I wanted the show to be passed because I because uh, I didn't want to be involved with the people pitch. You know who were caught caught up my team. But you know what it's like. Did you ever pitch something? And you have three. Executives, and you're talking, but you got to give eye contact with each one to show. Hey, this is Louis Shecky, the assistant, but he's uh, he's important too. So, okay, I'm. It's like curve meets dinner for five, and then you turn your head to this guy in Amber. I yeah. think you'd really like this. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, Norm? Some guys are perfect at that. Yeah, Fred Wolf is perfect at that. Oh yeah, so you'll get a kick out of it, and then you're, <laughs> somehow you're involved. You know? When. I- Okay, Amber. hamburger. Okay, uh, Amber's Ham- point. <laughs> Is that your favorite comedian, Norm? Is that really your hamburger. favorite comedian? Have you ever seen him? I've seen him before on Def Jam, but then I read that yeah, that was your favorite right. comic, and I, I said, go. "Damn, I had a heart attack." That was your favorite but comedian, hamburger. Okay. <laughs> he had a heart attack. No, I had a heart attack laughing when I found out that was your favorite comic. Oh, uh, yeah, no, because I saw him on Def Jam, and, but I think it was because it was so hilarious, because everyone was so Contrived talk. And this guy came out with a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> he, has two, he has, like, one, he has two gimmicks instead of one. He has a cowboy hat, and he says hamburger. <laughs> yeah, that girl had a big-ass hamburger. <laughs> he does it, Chuck. He goes, hamburger. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, you know, Freddie? Yeah, no, I've seen that guy. 
There's, yeah, Ed Hamburger Alonzo, I think it is. Yeah. He t- but there's this, <laughs> or Shuggadookie Quack Quack. There's this thing uh, Norm and I came across many years ago be- before OJ was in prison for the second <laughs> thing. He did a punk kind of, made no sense where he was doing practical jokes like a punk show, but he's scaring the shit out of people. Like one, he's oh, recording a, uh, a rap CD. He goes, You fucking asshole. I <laughs> want to do it. And the guy's like shivering and he's like delivering pizza and he goes, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> and so not only does OJ prank people. And he did characters. Like he did characters. like an old Jewish guy with a yarmulke and a big nose, like a hook with a ward on it, and yeah. doing a rap song. Well, at the end of the thing, he goes, you've been juiced, the minutes of the horror <laughs> revelation, that it's fucking OJ. And, and women with no shirts dancing for no reason. Oh, that was, yeah, the interstitials were all like... Reminded me of that show you did with Kato. <laughs> I, I did this thing where, um, okay, where we were hosting a strip poker tournament in um, in uh, some hedonist hedonist resort in Jamaica, and I thought, ooh, naked ladies everywhere, hedonism. Um, I didn't know it was the stupidest gig where, and then they go. So the National Lampoon, which is not like the old days, they they said, we want you to come in for a writer's meeting. It turned out all it was was they were trying to sell the show to some investors, these guys from who own Denny's in Arizona. It's always Arizona. So so I was part of the pitch. And Fred Stoller, you've seen him on Friends, and Cato Kalin is here. And I go, oh, my God. So, so basically, um, it was these – the women were not attractive. They had um, – you know, middle-aged, kind of heavy women trying to let loose from the Midwest, you know, playing naked volleyball. But they had the nude side and the prude side. And so the the, the good, the, the food was on the nude side, and I and I wanted to get uh, the, the, the chicken. So they had this Jamaican lady in a, a security guard goes, you have to take your clothes off if you come here. I went, no, no, that's all right. And uh, so, all right, not a good story. Um Norm, anything to plug? What? Hey, Norm, thanks a lot for talking how, about... How is it like working with Cato, though? He's kind of the funny guy, right? Well, he... Uh, well, first... Uh, well, he's... Um, now, Amber would find him charming because he, he'll like... <laughs> I'm, I'm just teasing her. He'll, he'll like... Norm once did something taunting me where he said, let's meet at Jan's restaurant or someplace or the Silver Spoon. I went, all right. So then he knew I couldn't stand Kato and he shoes up. It's a wonderful morning. And he's dancing on tables and putting his arm around people. You fucking asshole. He does this contrived, fake, charming guy, those fake thing. So he, the first, so they had all these models, these women that one of them were going, you know, I'm a hooker, but this is good for exposure. I'm hoping this will help me break into acting where they start the thing it was it was nude women women playing poker and and they take their clothes off as they lose but they started off with the naked women here's melissa and she's walking down waving naked like where's the suspense why do i care so Cato was doing these interstitial bits so the so one of them took a lot of diet pills and starved herself to uh to get ready for this big break so, so, so that they're doing the uh, what's it called? The uh, they're teaching us how to play poker, and it's all these, you know, women with big breast breast implants, and me and Cato. So then a woman had a seizure. She's having a, 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 like, you know, and I, what do you do? And I, they said, put something in our mouth, and I took chopsticks, and and then they had to call the paramedic. So, 
So it was a real hairy scene, and, and Cato's behind, like, making faces and jumping up and down, like, mugging when this woman's having a seizure. Oh, and he's going to be like Kramer. He's going to sue me. Hamburger. And, uh, and uh, all right, I made that up about Cato, wink, wink. And, <laughs> and, then, and then from, the, okay, can you get sued from a third-hand story? So that, that all the, uh, the, the, pros, the, the, the models would share rooms. And one said, you know, Cato would knock on the door, go, room service, and come in and jump in bed with them. And she goes, I don't think it's sexual harassment because he's making jokes. You know, as he's, <laughs> it doesn't count as sexual harassment if you're joking around. And um, so that was a big break. Now, okay, Norm, I have a conf- well, I, I You know, it's funny that story you're telling because when guys try to be funny, Generally, it's not the comedians, it's the serious actors, you know. <clears throat> and I was on this uh, celebrity baseball, softball team with Fred Willard and Artie Lang. And, but then there were actors, you know. So the actors always tried to be funny, like the comedians were just trying to seriously play ball, you know. But anyways, we were playing against, the, and there's this guy, Michael Bay, who was a soap opera actor, like super handsome, and at the time was dating... Uh, JFK's, uh, he wrote a book about dating JFK's uh, wife, you know, that's how, that's what he was famous for. So uh, he was a very handsome guy, though, from, he was on Baywatch and he was on soap operas. But anyways, uh, we were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars and they told us you can't slide, you know, you're not allowed to slide because just in case we hit one of the Jaguars' ankles and, and broke it or something. So, um. So we were told not to slide. So Artie, Artie Lang hits a, he's a really good baseball player, and he hits a triple off the wall, and he runs around second base, and he's running to third, and he goes to slide, and he remembers at the last second not to slide, so he tries to stop himself from sliding, and uh, he snaps his ankle brakes, and he falls Damn. down, and he's writhing and screaming. And Michael Bay, who's playing second base, runs over, starts fucking him in the ass. (laughs) 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 Okay, this is the end of part one of this great call-in with Norm MacDonald, Felipe Esparza, Amber, we're going to put part two on next Friday. Continue this hysterical phone call with Norm MacDonald. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Give it a good rating. Give it a, a review. This, this really helps. Please uh, join my Facebook page for updates about stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm Fred underscore Stoller, Funny Felipe, Amber Tozer. So, uh, man, we had so much fun with this. So we'll uh, see you next week. Thank you.